Hi, I'm Caitlin. Hi, I'm Rebecca. We're not from Memphis, but we love it. Welcome to Memphis Type History, the podcast. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Rebecca. I want to laugh because of this episode's topic, and I'll be surprised how many people actually listen to this because of what it is. But surprisingly, it has a really great history. TGI Fridays. Yeah, why would people not listen to it? Because I feel like people have a thing against chain restaurants, especially in Memphis. Yeah, but it wasn't a chain when it first came. Correct, which we will get into the history of that. It's not fair because you wrote a chapter in a book about it, (laughs) so you know (laughs) what what it's about. But I can barely remember anything I wrote, so I'm sure you'll tell me some stuff that's new to me, even though I once knew it. (laughs) I meant to go back in the book and and make a say a quote (laughs) from it. (laughs) Who said that? You did. Oh. (laughs) By Caitlin Horton. Yeah. (laughs) And a quote from Memphis Type History, Signs and Stories from Around the Corner. (laughs) Uh, No. TGI Fridays. Signs and Stories from Just Around the Corner. Oh, what did I say? From Around the Corner. From Just Around the Corner. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, you can know what's inside the book as long as I know the title. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. TGI Fridays. Do you know what TGI Friday stands for? Thank God it's Friday. That is correct. What it meant to stand for was thank God it's Friday. Although more recently it kind of converted to thank goodness it's Friday. Oh. And I assumed it was from because of uh, the television sitcom TGIF. Do you remember that? Had Full House, Family Matters. Step by step. So here's a question I have. Is it TGI Fridays? Yes. Or TGI Friday? TGI Fridays with the apostrophe. And then... But it stands for Thank God It's Friday. Although in commercials nowadays, they say it's Thank Goodness It's Friday. And did they make it up or did the initials already exist? I want to say the phrase already kind of existed. TGIF? Not TGIF. I think TGIF happened with the... The sitcom, like the television, oh, 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 or like that okay. that series thing. Okay. Uh huh. And I think it was clever on his part because then people would just could just call it Fridays. Fridays, yeah, yeah. And now, currently, it's named Fridays. They took the TGI out. Oh, yeah. Why was the apostrophe s there before though? Am I, like, making you skip ahead with all my questions? No, These no, no, are all no, no. the questions I've had about this restaurant for forever. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> um, it makes sense to put the apostrophe because you want to be able to say, I'm going to Fridays or I'm going to TGI Fridays. As a, It doesn't have the same – it doesn't have that same ring of I'm going to Friday or I'm going to TGI Friday. So I think they wanted to make sure people called it Fridays, like TGI Fridays. But why apostrophe S and not just S? Like, oh, all the Fridays, TGI, TGI the Fridays. Technically, you wouldn't say, thank thank God it's Fridays. Hmm. You say, thank God it's Friday. So to emphasize that phrase, you got to separate that S. That's what I think. Okay, so TGI Fridays, apostrophe S. (laughs) Yeah. I went with my family to Fridays uh, last Saturday, like a few okay. days ago, to uh, to see what it's like. Because I don't know about you, but uh, when I went, 
I went because of the um, fried green beans. And I don't really remember what else. But do you remember going to TGI Fridays? I used to eat there when I was in college. Okay. What do you remember about it? But I don't remember much about it, except that I tried to eat the cheap stuff, like the appetizer deals and stuff. Okay. Yeah, they would have appetizer deals. Do you remember the aesthetics of it? Pretty much interchangeable with Applebee's, as I remember. I'm glad you said that. It was. <laughs> it was. It Just like you said, it kind of looked like an Applebee's, and I'll get into exactly why you thought that. Actually, do you know what? Uh-huh. I said I used to eat there in college, but I think it was Applebee's I used to eat at. Oh, okay. It wasn't TGF. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think it might have been Applebee's. Okay. But it's okay. There's a reason why you got those mixed up, in all honesty. Okay. So in 2016, TGI Fridays announced that they would be adopting a new modernized aesthetic atmosphere. Oh, you know, I wanted to show you. Can you look up a TGI Fridays Corpus Christi? Yeah. And look at the photo there. Yes. You'll see that it's got like blonde wood, clean lines, bright but soft lighting. It's got like this almost, it's a new, modern, clean, simple look. Do you see it? All right. I see food and drinks. Okay. I see people eating. They're very happy. Oh, I see. You see it? Wow. That's very different. Very different. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What's Why missing? Why is the S like that in the... It looks weird on the sign. So now it's called Fridays. They want to change their image to compete with the competitors. And that would be places like Chipotle and Panera. Uh, they're the type of places people are mostly going to now. And it's got okay. that more industrial, minimalistic design that yeah. a lot of restaurants are picking up these days. And it's becoming a threat to these older chain restaurants that we grew up with, you know, or at least I did. Mm-hmm. Fridays is or the new design is? The new design. So it's like okay. Fridays isn't or yeah, Fridays isn't the only one that's changing their look. You know, even McDonald's a while back changed their look. And Ruby Tuesdays announced that they were gonna change their look in Applebee's. Mm-hmm. So we have all these restaurants that are trying to compete with the competitors. And it makes me almost wonder if at some point people are going to want the old style again, just because everything's going to kind of look the same. Well, it's kind of like now they have none of their like iconic red color is anywhere in there. Yeah. Well, the one in Bartlett does. It doesn't look like that Corpus Christi one. It looks, okay. it's, it is cleaner. It doesn't have that hoarder style that um, we think of when we go to an old TGI Fridays or an Applebee's. Uh, even Bennigan's was like that. You know, it felt like you were in someone's basement. And that was ultimately the idea, too, which I'll get into. But yeah, like you, I remember going to these restaurants and seeing tin signs and bicycles and stuff that lava lamps. It, it was just like a collection of stuff. Uh, almost like an I spy kind of thing, you know? Yeah. You could look around and every every wall had something different on it. And then now when we went on Saturday, uh, I will say they had good smoothies to pick from, which was good. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and they still had those green bean french fries or whatever. But yeah, but there was like a canoe and that was the only thing. Everything else were like pictures of old TGI Fridays, but they were nicely assembled on the wall. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's what's happened. But the best part about TGI Fridays and why I've kind of grown after <laughs> researching it for this episode, I've kind of grown to love it, is I found an interview from an article of New City Reader. It was an article, an interview they did with the owner, Alan Stillman. That's his name, the owner of TGI Fridays. And I learned 
that Allen lived in an area of New York where there were a lot of airline stewardesses and models and basically a lot of single people, which was kind of my ideal, what I want to be when I grow up when I was a kid, you know. A single model? Uh, Not a model. I didn't think I could do that. But an airline stewardess was my dream job when I was a kid. So that's where he was living. He's living in New York with these airline stewardesses, models, single people. And he thought, well, the best way to meet girls was to just open a bar, right? Naturally. If you want to meet some girls, let's open a bar. Uh, At the time, cocktail parties were the thing. People would bounce from one place to another, and of course the parties would get wild. But Alan noticed there wasn't really a public place for these 23 to 37-year-olds to meet. The current bars around were more like places that guys would meet up and drink beer. So he noticed it was mostly guys going out, but you wouldn't see women or ladies going out. They would go to houses and cocktail parties, but they would only go to restaurants for a date or for a birthday party. Okay. So he opens TGI Fridays in 1965, and that's just five years after FDA approved the pill. So the timing is perfect because it's during the sexual revolution. Have you seen, I've seen documentaries on this where it's just like people are like, they get the pill, they don't have to worry about pregnancy, they can have all the free sex they want. Well, not that sex costs money, but like, <laughs> like uh, free sex is in like, a, you know, like <laughs> not worried sex. Not worried sex. Um, <laughs> you know, why are you laughing? Your backtrack on that is so funny to me. Oh, well. <laughs> costs money, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does, it's free, but I meant like the other free, you know? Not free costs, like, never mind. Forget it. You know what I'm talking about. It's just that time, you know, people, people are in heat. Um, (laughs) and so Alan, this, this guy essentially becomes the founder of the first singles bar. This is a big deal. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to imagine we're used to seeing bars, but this was at a time when a bar was a place where guys would go hang out and drink beer. It wasn't the place to go meet people. He purchased a former corner bar near where he lived. And I think it was, he had 5,000 and Wikipedia says that he also borrowed 5,000 from his mom to purchase this area. And he had the building painted blue, which I'll just put a picture of it. It's really cool. Uh, Hung up fake Tiffany lamps and dressed the waiters in red and white striped soccer shirts. And the cool thing is Alan didn't know anything about restaurant business. He didn't know anything about interior design. He didn't know anything about architecture. He just knew how to create an experience, which goes to show like sometimes the experience just means more than anything else, which I shouldn't say because I'm in advertising. And like being an outsider in an industry can sometimes help you do it better. Yeah. Because you are not like your views aren't skewed by what's possible. Yes. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, so it was TGI Fridays. That was one of the first to use promotions such as Ladies Night. And the goal of meeting women worked for Alan. In fact, you'll get a kick out of this. He says Tom Cruise's character in Cocktail was based after him. I have not seen that movie. I haven't either, but I know it, you know? Oh. Cocktail okay. crazy Tom Cruise throwing bottles around, getting all the ladies, oh. you know? Okay. I think I've just seen that, pieces of it. Is enough. that his opinion that it's based on him or is it? He says it like it's a fact. Like the, Okay. Yeah, it has to have been, right? Cool. I mean, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first, the guy who did the first cocktail bar, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. So if you've seen Cocktail with Tom Cruise, think of Alan Stillman. Like that's, that's basically him. I have to watch it now. Yeah. I want to watch it. This episode. Eventually, someone from Memphis, Tennessee approached, approached Alan and said they had a shopping area in Memphis with room for one of these meaning TGI Fridays, but it was the only one of its kind at the time. They asked him if he would sell them a franchise. And at the time, Alan didn't know what a franchise meant, which is pretty cool. But he agreed to being a partner, show them how to work it, and split it 50-50. And a year and a half later, TGI Fridays in Memphis was open in... Overton Square. That is correct. It was a hit. And this was right after Overton Square founders and developers James D. Robinson Jr., he was 23. I can't believe this. Ben Woodson, 25. Yeah. Charles H. Hall Jr., 24. And Frank Doggerell, the third. I'm sorry if I mispronounced his name. 25. Led efforts to pass a referendum to allow establishments to sell liquor by the drink. So you couldn't dine in a restaurant and have an alcoholic drink with your meal. But you could apparently bring your own bottle of wine or liquor, which they called brown bagging. Um, and places like Pete and Sam's had lockers and where you could keep your liquor. So they had stuff like that, but you couldn't buy a drink with your meal, which is, so, it's, that's just a different time. And it wasn't that long ago, but for me, my drinking age happened when this, this was normal, you know? So then it was November 25th, 1969, the issue of liquor by the drink came to vote in a special referendum and the measure passed. So Friday's open on May 21st, 1970. <laughs> and you can imagine it was a ridiculous success. Yeah, it's something like they made money from day one and forever onward they did, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a quote here from an article. Uh, one of the owners said if they could make $800 a day, they would break even. The first day, it brought 4800 And it did yeah. the same every day until it expanded. And they went up to 7000 a day. Wow. Uh-huh. One of the waiters said it would be so crowded, they had to fight through customers. People would stand three and four deep at the bar. And he knows somebody had sex at the bar one night, but nobody noticed because it was so crowded. Goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah, this is a different time. <laughs> Overton Square is crazy. That's, yeah. That, yeah, it was. And that was, that was part of it. And that's how they knew that they needed to bring that there. Uh, one of the other things that Alan was mindful of is he made all the waiters men because as mentioned before the goal was to get women in the door obviously women like to be waited on by men a lot of women not most i'm totally fine either way i'm a woman i don't know why <laughs> i'm awkwardly stating stuff um anyway but what's cool about these bartenders is that they had nicknames such as gringo harpo the general shaky Chick, Pace, and Rufus. The list could keep going. After Memphis, uh, people from Little Rock, Nashville, and then Texas, they approached them because they wanted in on this franchise, and it, it grew. Like, it kept growing. But I'm stopping it here because this is Memphis, and um, this is what we're here to learn about. So I hear we have a guest in your house, possibly, who could tell us a little bit, firsthand experience of what TGI Fridays was like. Yeah. Shall I go get her? Please do. From Shanghai. Hi, Rebecca. Well, hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, for everyone listening, this is Caitlin's mom speaking. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Diane, and I am Caitlin's mom, and we are here visiting 
meeting our new grandson and having a blast. Oh, wonderful. Well, did Caitlin tell you that I had done some research on TGI Fridays for this episode? Oh, no, she did not. She just pulled me from the room, didn't tell me anything. <laughs> just much like the last time she woke me up. Yes, yes. <laughs> she really wanted to know why you didn't take her to Maywood Beach, the beach within reach. <laughs> I know, yes, Maywood. Yes, I do remember that episode. Yes, well, TGI Fridays, <laughs> uh, you had a little blurb in our book, actually. You were featured in our book because you remember uh, particularly the bartenders of TGI Fridays. Is that right? Yes. Yes. What's... I had lots of friends that were bartenders. Oh, friends. Did you, Were any of your friends named uh, Gringo, Harpo, General, Shaky, Chick, Pace, or Rufus? No. I don't really remember a lot of the names. But, <laughs> uh, not that I can recall. Apparently, they had some nicknames, so I was curious. Yeah, they all well, they all had crazy nicknames. That was a thing for TGI Fridays? Yes, yes. <laughs> Do you remember what they dressed in? They were red and white striped shirts, I believe, if I remember correctly. Okay. Much like their tablecloth, which I still have one somewhere in my house. You have a TGI Fridays tablecloth? Yes, I do. How did you get that? I don't remember. <laughs> it was given to me. Was this because you, you were living it up wild and crazy and it just happened to you? Uh... Well, I knew the manager at the time. He was dating my best friend and we hung out there all the time. That's where we went all the time. Okay. So we, we kind of knew all the people that worked there and somehow I got it. I don't remember how I got it, <laughs> but I still have it. That's awesome. I still have Maybe it. Maybe we should take a picture of it and put it in our show notes. Well, I'll do that when I get back home. I don't have it here in China with me. I do have it in home. Oh, I'll you don't carry it, it with? You don't travel with it? No, I don't. It's not a comfort blanket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't need it with me all the time. I can just look at it every once in a while and have fond memories. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, our show notes are memphistypehistory.com slash TGI Fridays with an S. Uh, so, yeah. So, it sounded like Overton Square was kind of a bit of a wild place when it was big before it kind of shut down for a little while. Yeah, it was wild. It was a lot of fun. It's where we went every every weekend, well, just about every night, but definitely on the weekends. Did they have live music in that TGI Fridays? No. Okay. No, no it was just a lot of loud, just music, no, nothing live that I can remember, no. But the line, were the lines long to get in? Or for some people, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we went the back door. You went <laughs> you at the end. We went in through the you? back doors. I don't know what the front line was. We just we just told Daryl we're coming. He always knew we were coming up, so he let us in the back door. That's amazing. So, I don't know what the front lines look like. Did the bartenders dance on the bar or anything like that? I don't remember them dancing on the bar, but whenever of course it was a big thing, everybody liked giving them big tips, which was good for them because they would ring the bell and that was always fun. Wait, what did ringing the bell, the bell mean? What did that mean? You know, the, the, when they got a good tip, they would ring oh, the bell real loud and everybody would cheer. That's so smart. It was really great for them because everybody wanted them to ring the bell, so they got really good tips. That's smart. I, I want to give them a good tip for a, a bell ring. Yeah, I mean, it worked It worked to their favor. Yeah. Would you say TGI Friday's audience had more women than men, do you think? I don't know. I think it was pretty equal. Yeah. I mean, there were everybody, every, everybody hung out there. Okay. I mean, it, when the, and the weather was pretty, the it was open air uh, side of it there. It was all open, and and uh, you can talk to the people walking up and down the sidewalk. And, you know, it was kind of had that open air feel when the weather was pretty and in the summertime. 
So that was always nice. And there was just, there was a lot of traffic and foot traffic and people going from bar to bar to restaurant to restaurant. And, you know, you go there for a little while and then you go somewhere else. And certain, certain places had certain activities at night that you would go there for. Trying to remember the, uh, I think it was Bombay Bicycle Club had backgammon tables. And so certain nights they would have like backgammon tournaments or you go and have a drink and play backgammon, and you'd meet people there on certain nights that you'd play games with, and it was kind of fun. That was different. Yeah. You know that Memphis one was the the second of its kind? I believe so. I think I remember that. Yeah. It was there for a long time. And it was a, lot of, it was a fun place. They had a great turkey asparagus sprout sandwich that I ate all the time. I, oh. And I've always tried to duplicate that sandwich somehow, but I've never been able to. It was so good. What was it? A turkey? My girlfriend Mary and I were always trying to find that turkey uh, asparagus sprout sandwich. <laughs> Perfect combination. It was so good. And it's weird, the little things you remember. <laughs> I do remember the important things. <laughs> Did you uh, give a good tip for a bell ring? Always gave always. a good tip. You know, I'm a former bartender, so you always take care of your oh, bartenders. Oh, wait, where were you bartender at? At Ruby Tuesdays. Ruby Tuesdays. They stole yeah, the, the concept from. the original from... one there at Chickasaw. It was back when it, before it changed. Ruby, it's not, it wasn't the Rubies that it is now. But back then it was, it was a little small place inside the little, the little Chickasaw Mall there. It's off Poplar. I don't think it's even there anymore. Oh, yeah. You're, you're from Chattanooga. Yes. That was back when French onion soup and yep. quiche was really popular. And the up in the lounge area was real dark, had couches. Uh-huh. And it was where you went when you didn't want anybody to see you. There was, a, there was a Ruby Tuesdays in there? Yeah, that's the one I worked at. It was one of the original ones. Well, one of the first ones in Memphis, I believe. It's not wow. bright and it wasn't family friendly as it is oh. right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a different kind of Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like you knock on the door a certain way. No, not and, quite that, but it was oh, okay. Open. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, but that's where I bartended for many years. Very nice. Did you yeah. have a bell that you rang? We didn't have a bell there. No, there was no bell. Oh, okay. Still got good tips well, anyway. Yeah, I bet you did. I bet you did. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> that's where I met my husband, actually. No way. Yeah, that's where we met. Bartending. Well, I was actually waiting lunch that day, and he was having lunch at the bar, and my friend that was bartending introduced us, and the rest is history. (laughs) You can thank Alan Stillman for meeting your husband at a bar, because TGI Fridays is the reason why people could meet at bars. That's uh, that's true. (laughs) I guess guess that's true. (laughs) I guess I could thank him for my job back way back when. (laughs) And, my, and, and and the future husband and daughter who is now, you know, yes. visiting in China. It's like a domino effect. <laughs> yes. Without Alan Stillman, you may not have had Caitlin. Did he not know <laughs> what he was doing? Oh, my goodness. What a smart yeah. guy. <laughs> well, thanks so much. Okay. Well, you're welcome. It's good to see you, Rebecca. Yeah, good seeing you. It's always good to have that firsthand account. Enjoy your time in China. Oh, well, we have been having a blast. Shanghai is a lot of fun. It's been a complete experience for us. You know, it's very different, but we're enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. I can see why they like living here. Yeah, that's nice. Good seeing you. I'm going to go get her. <laughs> All right. Thank <laughs> Y'all you. Y'all need to start preparing me a little bit better, please. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you weren't asleep this time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so... Thanks for having your mom guest. Yeah, she's thrilled as always. Yes. (laughs) 
Yeah, I didn't realize she had an in with the manager, so that was awesome. She got to go in through the back door instead of the front, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Fancy. She had some friends. So all that was just to say, I, even though TGI Fridays or Fridays now, it's called, isn't a place that I think to go, especially since it's further out. It's not even at the square anymore. I give it props because of its history. And if you think about, like, at the beginning of this episode, you confused TGI Fridays with Applebee's. There's a reason for that. All those restaurants, Ruby Tuesdays, Applebee's, Bennigan's, you know, I think even Joe's Crab Shack and their birthday announcements, like all that kind of, that all came from TGI Friday. TGI Fridays was the start of it. Oh, so they're copying them. Yeah, it was, it was this wave. And even Alan said that he saw so many people come and that he built up as waiters and businessmen and they would leave and they would go start up their own. It was a hit. Like they, a lot of what we saw in the, in that time of what looked like TGI Fridays likely is where it started. You know, like I said, the ladies night, they were the first, one of the first people to promote that. The idea of we need to bring women in the bar. And because of that, the rate of couples meeting at a bar went up. The statistics of that went up. It, it really worked. So it's interesting now to see the way the shift now, because like I said, now all of these restaurants that we know of that kind of took from TGI Fridays are now switching to this new trend, which I kind of wish I knew which restaurant started that if there was one, maybe there wasn't, but it would be kind of cool to figure out where that kind of started. That's some history of some restaurant history for you. Cool. What makes me want to go? You know, there's a TG or I guess TGI or a Fridays here. Really? Yep. Oh, you know, the first TGI Fridays uh, International was in uh, Birmingham, England. Wow. Yet another connection. Yeah. Well, I'll try. I'm going to try to get over there and maybe I can do a live. I mean, not a live, a story. Yeah. <laughs> <I>, uh, <laughs> do a story. Take a some story. photos for the show notes. Which is memphistypehistory.com slash TGI Fridays. Oh, yeah. Show notes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's going to be TGI Fridays is the show yeah, notes. Yeah. With okay. the S. Not apostrophe, okay. just the S. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Memphis Type History, the podcast. We like your type. You've been listening to Memphis Type History, the podcast. It would mean so much to us if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. Be sure to subscribe and never miss an episode. Want to be part of Memphis Type History and get behind the scenes content, merch, and more? Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Memphis Type History. That's Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Memphis Type History. Find more Memphis Type History on our blog at memphistypehistory.com, on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest as Memphis Type History, and on Twitter at Memphis Type. For all you listeners out there, I just want to send out a quick shout out to our supporters on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. You've probably heard us mention it at the end of every episode because we cannot survive uh, after a certain amount of time. Uh, unless you help support us, uh, because when the run- money runs out, that means we're gonna have to stop. And the truth is, is we don't we don't want to um, necessarily stop because there's so much information in Memphis to cover. And you can be one of those supporters for just one dollar a month. That's all it takes. It's, it's as little as that one dollar a month. Uh, and if we get enough of you to do that, we can cover all our expenses. If you feel really generous, you can donate more than that. You can donate up to a thousand a month if you really want to. 
$10, go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Memphis Type History. Check out the goodies that you can get for being a supporter. And like I said, with just a dollar, you get something. Moral of the story. Support us. Go to patreon.com, patreon.com slash Memphis Type History. Look at the stash of goodies we have to offer. Decide which one you want most to make your heart the most happy. And just know that your hearts happy make our hearts happy. Thank you.